It can be frustrating when we become aware of a repetitive pattern, some type of unconscious reaction we're having to something going on in our life, and yet we continue to do it. We continue to react, knowing full well it's not serving us, knowing why it's not serving us. Why do we keep reacting to these same triggers? And how do we finally let them go for good? When you finally like do the shadow work and know what your triggers are, how do you finally let them go where they don't keep coming up? As a lot of you know, you, you, you go through this period of where you start to understand yourself more clearly and realize, ah, this, this, this pattern in my life, it stems from this conditioned emotional response that's completely out of alignment with what makes any sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And yet I just sort of been taught to brainwash to do it, you know, at a young age, unfortunately. And I'm aware of that. I understand this is, Mm -hmm. this is coming from mom. This is coming from dad. And yet I get caught off guard with this and I tend to react that same energy, that same pattern over and over, even though I understand. How do you stop reacting? How do you stop letting these triggers control you? People ask me this one a lot in one form or another, but it's not something that I, and I don't think anybody has a real answer to that's going to actually satisfy the question because the question is almost based upon the premise that's flawed. Meaning for most of us, these issues don't just come and go one time. It's like Mm -hmm. a process of many, 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 many layers for each individual issue to an extent that life is slowly stripping away from Mm -hmm. us. And sometimes these layers of healing, as our frequency raises, they can carry a particular theme for a time where it's like the same trigger over and over and over. And you Mm -hmm. feel like I've already understood this. I've already dissected this. I've already sat with this. I've already released this. And yet here I am. Caught in a weak moment where I completely was duped by that unconscious part of myself, and here I am acting it out again and and witnessing myself do so. So it's like hard not to beat up, beat beat ourselves up over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like my number one tip is to like be patient with yourself and understand that sometimes I guess we can we can have these sort of quick wins, you could say, but for like the deeper core patterns at least for me and most of the people i know it's it's like a theme it's like a life theme of just gradual healing like yeah of course you know my core wounds i know yours and you've been dealing with them as long as i've known you Mm -hmm. and i've been dealing with mine as long as you've known me it feels as if they're never gonna go away yeah just because it's like it just it's like oh my god this is keeps this keeps coming up but I just do the same thing that I always do. Like, okay, where is this coming from? What is, what is the trauma that's stored in my psyche and in my, in my body that needs to be released? And, and you just stop and when I it happens ho- and do yeah. the work, right? Yeah. And then I just hope that <laughs> at some point it stops, you know? And some of it does. There's, there, yes. there were things that I would work through quite 
frequently and intensely, you could say for a long time, for years that now aren't really an issue for me. Like for one of them is I used to get really, really insecure about a relationship and mm. really, really jealous, not jealous, but very fearful <laughs> that you're going to meet somebody better than me. Not so much jealousy, but it was that. Yeah. And there'd be these ordinary circumstances that were very common and didn't warrant that type of emotional response in me, mm -hmm. but I would, I'd feel, I'd feel terrified, like, oh my God, you know, and then I, I would like shut down and I would sort of, you know, you'd have to deal with my unconsciousness <laughs> with that for a little while. And I was like, and I was like, man, this is like, I knew how foolish it was. I knew how illogical it was. And it just kept coming up, kept coming up. Mm -hmm. And I'd like, I'd look at it. I'd meditate or something and, and really genuinely want to like under, be willing to understand it. Like, what is this? I'll, I'll look at it, whatever it is. Yeah. And I would, and sometimes I'd have an insight, sometimes not, but then it would happen again. And it went on so long. I really wondered if I would ever get over it, but it's been, it's been a long time. I really, I really feel like the more I've been alive, the more work I've done, the more secure in myself mm -hmm. I've become to yes. where yes. it's, uh, I'm not as dependent on these outside circumstances being a particular way for me to feel okay. Yes. But so it does get better. That's, that's just an example key. of one that I don't deal with anymore is my point. Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing is, is once you got to a space where you were healed enough to not act out those patterns, then they just naturally stopped. Yeah. Right. So I guess when I was speaking earlier, it made it sound like, I, it, it, it just happens and it's so fast, but no, like some of these things take years. I mean, you know, having, being recovering from bulimia, I literally never thought that I would get to a space where I didn't want to do that to my body anymore. Mm -hmm. I just thought like I would stop because it's bad for my body, but not that I would never want to do that again now to you it's like a, it's a no-brainer choice because it's, you love yourself more and it's like it just yes. like not even a, an option you would entertain because your it relationship with yourself has yes, improved right it literally hurts hurts me to think that i would to to even imagine doing that right. to myself at this point and i never in my life thought i would ever feel that way and to get to that point, it wasn't like, it was oh, not an easy I asked task. the question and someone told me no. what to finally do. Oh my God, It was no. just a process. It was many years and layers and so much, so much shadow work. It was ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. It can get kind of... <clears throat> ugly. <laughs> it can get kind of... Sometimes, sometimes it mm -hmm. can get worse before, before it gets better. Uh -huh. Not all the time, but sometimes it can. Yes. And not even necessarily like the pattern itself, like in physical reality, but more so just the emotional, the emotional um, response, the emotional Emotion. surges of yes, the, yes. Those anxieties, or whatever that can get very intense. And like to the point where you're, you feel like all the work you've done in the past was completely worthless, worthless because <laughs> no. here you are more vulnerable and possessed by this pattern than ever before. Yep. But those are the times that you oftentimes what's happening is you're becoming just more and more and more clear about what this is and how it doesn't serve you. And sometimes we need that kind of intensity to where it like something shifts in us and it's, we finally just have had enough. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, but you don't need, you don't need to attract increasing types of pain to get to that point. Right. It doesn't but have to be But if it's happening naturally, 
you can use it as that. You can yes. use it like, how much do I want to put up with this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, use it as fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing I would say. It's like, it would be great to like get to go through life triggerless. No more things catching us off guard, making us feel uncomfortable, right. feel unworthy, <laughs> or unlovable, whatever it is. That would be like convenient, but it is those experiences that bring us deeper into our truth, deeper mm-hmm. into our power, that allow us to express deeper levels of ourselves for the benefit of other people, mm-hmm. those around us. And it's it's like a fuel to continue going and growing in this earth game. So without them, it's like you, you can only learn so much from the safety of your home, meditating into you know, going through guided meditations right. and listening to crystal bowls. Like that's fantastic. But you can learn a lot more about yourself by going out in public for half an hour and seeing how you react to people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just an efficient way to learn spiritually. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. It's not something that I think we should even want to be done with because it would mean we'd be comfortable for a time, but then we'd be bored and we'd yeah. probably find ourselves seeking out learning lessons because it's just what we came here to do. Right. Yeah. So I, I, one of the things that helped me in, uh, in this same sort of line of thought is to like not try to be done, like to, ex, to like more so manage the surfacing of particular yeah. issues rather than like just get it over and done Yeah, with. accepting that it's a process that's possibly lifelong. Yeah, and oftentimes not, I mean, but, right. but it I could mean, be, and that's get, okay too. Yeah, there's different stages of life, right? Like the babies and then toddlers and then young kids, teenagers, adults, and then you have like the, the elder stage. And I feel like when you get to the elder stage, there's that sense of wisdom and there's not no real need to go through all the shadow work and things. You just don't have that same sense of triggers and you have a different acceptance of, of life. I think you also find your rhythm. Mm -hmm. I'm reading this book right now called the way of the superior man. And he talks about living how does he put it? He says like living like just beyond the edge of like your comfort zone. Mm. Sometimes if we're like confronted with like, you know, our shadow, we just want to like, we, we kind of like go over the top to try to cure it because it's, it's, we don't want it. So we mm-hmm. like do too much shadow work and then it's like so overwhelming, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's, th- that's one way to do it, but it's, and it's not about hiding your head in the sand as well. It's kind of in between. It's like constantly leaning into that tension that, that where you are being triggered a little bit. And then if you learn to be, this is what the book says. I'm not doing this perfectly, mind you, Mm -hmm. but this guy suggests sort of like learning to live on the edge where you're kind of vulnerable, but you're courageous, you're, you're spontaneous and you're really just like open to what life has to give you without completely jumping over the line and, and, and bringing upon yourself these like intense healing mm-hmm. crises because you're impatient and wanting to race to the finish line because there is no finish line. Right. And there is no, it's not really even good to just do all that shadow work at once. You, it's, it is too much for your psyche. Yeah. And then you have to like rest and chill out mm-hmm. with it anyway. So it's like, you don't really go faster because there's an inevitable period where you're not doing any shadow work to, to rebalance. Right. Exactly. Well, I'm in that phase right yeah, now. Yeah. I literally and just I've been there did too. two months straight of shadow work essentially and deep, deep shadow work. And so now I'm like, I can't do shadow work. Yeah. Like I cannot do any shadow work. I have to like get grounded in this, this earthly plane. 
Yeah. And with that said, I think there are times where it's like, it's even though what we said is true, it's still not a bad thing to do that. Right. I think it's common when you, when you find a way to like keep shedding light on certain issues that you don't want to have anymore, it's hard to stop shining that light because it's like, man, I don't like what I'm seeing. I want it to be gone. Right. I also think that there, like for me, it was appropriate to, to have those two months where I was doing that deep, deep shadow work that was appropriate and it was needed. now the integration time is needed so and and for me being busy with the kids and like life things you know it sometimes you need to like have a focused time where you're doing a lot of shadow work at one time and then a focused break where you're not doing any shadow work for me that works well even though in the while we're going through it it's not always easy you know but but for me that works well but for other people it might just work better for you to be constantly doing a little bit of shadow work like the book says yeah you know what i think i really think what it is though is like letting your own intuition guide Mm -hmm. and not choosing one or the other it's like both are perfect and beautiful yeah you just got to go with the flow man it's it's not about like i'll take a controlled approach now because Vic said so it's like well maybe that's the message you need to hear and that can help you now, mm-hmm. but be open because you might want to dive deep at some point. Yeah. Accepting. And that's cool too. Yeah. But so there are consequences. You got to be also like, you got to be like realistic about what you're doing. Right. I, I really feel like the key is just accepting the, this as a process, possibly lifelong process. And that there's a constant state of ebb and flow. Yeah. Right? You're constantly going up and down and the, the ups and downs don't have to be extreme. Yeah. But they can be if you so choose. It's almost like, it almost reminds me of, I'm reading this book right now by a Guns N' Roses bassist, Duff McKagan. He's reading multiple books right now. So even though he says it's from this book <laughs> that he's reading, he actually is reading all of these books. Yeah. Well, I, I like this book. And anyway, <laughs> this, uh, this guy, he was from Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. And these guys were like hardcore rockers. They went from like rags to riches. They were living on the streets, basically literally living in like a shipping container trying to make it as a band and all of a sudden they're like the most famous band in the world you know millionaires just like that and like the blink of an eye and they're like in their early 20s and they had no they had no understanding or no no not the maturity or the life skills to handle that bombardment of success and freedom mm-hmm. and money so most of them became horrible <laughs> drug addicts and everything you know mm-hmm. and anyway duff mckagan eventually when he was 30 years old he like had this experience where he decided like where he pretty much had to get clean because he was like going to die literally right. went to the hospital because his <clears throat> kidney ruptured or whatever. And he got sober and he decided he wanted to go back to college. And when he went back to college, he realized that he didn't, he didn't know how to learn. He had to like, he said he got good grades, but it took him like 10 times as long as anybody else because mm-hmm. he just didn't know how to, he didn't know how to study practically speaking. And that's what I think. Long story short, I feel like that's a metaphor for like a lot of us that find ourselves going back to college, meaning going through a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening, looking at ourselves. We don't really know what to do. No, yeah. no one teaches us. So we learn through trial and error. Yes. And that's honestly why I like making these these podcasts on my YouTube, because maybe this conversation can spare people. Because I, I only learned this balance that we're, I'm discussing recently. <laughs> I went for a, a stupid long time creating an unnecessary amount of like angst, angst in yourself. myself yes. because no one said this is a stupid ass way to go about it stop <laughs> racing to the finish line bro it ain't gonna happen <laughs> you know i had to learn by over and over running into the damn wall but that but it's like we're just we're learning how to learn we're learning how to wake up we're learning we're well, doing our best yeah and we're learning what works for us 
and we're learning how to listen to our intuition and how it's guiding us. Yeah. And for every single person, that's going to look different. My process and your process, babe, are so, so vastly different and neither one is wrong Yeah. and neither one is right. It's just what's right for us. Yeah. 